The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, the show that will not get knocked out early. I am Nick Pollock, and joining me today is the indifferent... Alex Fast. That's interesting. I don't know if I, I am I indifferent. That's kind of interesting. Uh, so, you, you, why am I indifferent? Why is that? Why well, is because that? I said, "Hey, Fast, we made it." And in context oh. of this, is we're recording this about twenty minutes after the Yankees just made it uh, to the LCS, and you said, "Who mm-hmm. cares? No Who one cares. cares. No one cares." Pretty indifferent to me, Fast. No, that's true. That is pretty indifferent. Yeah. So we obviously we're not live right now. You don't know this if you're listening to it, you know, in a week or so. But we're not live right now because we had to get in that tiny little sect of time. Little window. The DS and the ECS begins. But we're here. We've got a full slate of things to talk about. There's, you know, you would think that despite the fact that there are fewer games, there'd be less to talk about. But oh, no, baby, there is even more to talk about. So much. So much. World of baseball. Yeah. And Um, what are we doing today? Fast. Well, before we begin, we're going to go ahead and take this quick commercial break. No, no, we're not doing that <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> no, no, absolutely no, that's, not. That's no, hold on. That's you cheating. said you, this is ridiculous. Oh, I cheated last time. You did it at the seven minute mark. I can't. No, I you didn't. said you I wanted it, it at earlier. The Twelve minute mark. I did it at the twelve, and I uh, no. This is a but anyway. So <laughs> just making up rules left and right. Wild thoughts in the middle of our own podcast wow. over here. You doing a wild thought? Never, never. That's how we know this argument is invalid. Um, but no, what we're going to do today? We're going to go over everything that would happened in the wild. Wild card series. We're going to go mm-hmm. over those four. Then, of course, we're going to check in on our predictions, which Fast has, of course, somewhere that I've completely forgotten about. <laughs> I didn't remember yeah. the next. Thank you. Day. So, I mean, I'm happy that Fast has this written down. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and of course, we'll have some wild thoughts in there. But before we do all of that, um, there are two things. One, I do want to note for this off season. I don't think we're going to be doing the show live um, on, on Twitch just for the off season. Uh, it's going to be different times as we do it. There won't be, um, you know, as uh, you know, always at Tuesday nights at ten o'clock or something. It's going to be a little bit more flexible through the off season because you know baseball isn't as you know as breaking news um, in that off season. So we'll be back to it, of course, uh, when the season gets going again in twenty twenty three. For those that are questioning, did I miss that video or something like that? You did not. There just is none right now. The second thing is that uh, we have a mystery pitcher. We didn't do this last week. I feel like in the tune of the playoffs, we should have one of mystery pitchers. And the funniest part about this, again, I don't have it written down. I really should. There are things that I know podcasts do, like they have a spreadsheet of these important things. Mm. And I go, I don't know. Um, So Adam Howell, you're listening. Thank you so much for writing this down. Thank you, Adam. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) 
Um, all right. So who is this pitcher, Fasim? I've done that before. Maybe not. This pitcher has an 11-9 record, uh, 148.2 innings this year, 254 ERA, 13th best in the majors, 0.95 whip, 9th best in the majors, a 33% strikeout rate, 5th best in the majors, a 15% swing strike rate, a 9% walk rate, hard contact that is 19%, and that's 4th in baseball. Who is this pitcher? This is, a, and this is not a person we talked about in on the corner. I mean, it's possible we have. I'm saying I, I don't know. I don't no, know. No, if no, no. In today, but they are. I'm going to tell you this: this pitcher is involved still in the playoffs. That's why I'm mentioning At, them now. And it was 148 innings. Yes, 148 innings. Fast gets was... one guess now. I don't confirm or deny. I have a good enough poker face, I believe, to do this. Fast, you get one guess. guess. How, what was the swing strike rate uh, comparatively? Um, 16th best in the majors, 14.9%. Okay, the low ERA was making me think maybe it was Nestor, but he doesn't have that swing strike rate. Um, oh! Oh, he, a he says. He a I don't know. Hint. I didn't do anything. Who he is it? Fast, you get, fast, you have 10 seconds. I'll say na- Nasty Nestor. It's not him, but who cares? Nestor Cortez is a very interesting guest, Fast. Mm. Um, all right, so... That out of the way. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that series. It's fresh in our mind. It just ended. The Yankees have eliminated the Cleveland Guardians from postseason play. The very last out went into the hands of Glaber Torres as he rocked the baby at second base to make fun of Josh Naylor. And, you know, as someone I, I've said, I am a Yankee fan. I'm more of a pitching fan, but obviously I was rooting for this team. I felt bad Look, watching Aaron Savali struggle in the first inning. Um, it was really unfortunate. The very first pitch of the game was a strike right on the corner that wasn't given to him. Not and, called, yeah. And you see that and you just go, oh boy, it's this is what today is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like to me the Yankees should have won every single game they played. Um, I mean, they lost five, they had they were up five to three in the bottom of the ninth, sorry, on, on Saturday evening and lost that one. Friday went to extra innings when they lost that one. It felt like it was the Yankees series to begin with. Um, so my takeaway here is, yeah, the Yankees should have won this. They did ultimately. But man, the Guardians were close and that would have been pretty fun. Yeah, a few things. One, I, I said from the beginning, too, that I thought it was the I don't know if I said it last week or if I just said it to friends that I thought it was very much the Yankees series to lose. That it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if Cleveland did it, but I thought it was the Yankees series to lose. That was before the Scott Efros news, which they could have used Scott Efros, right? I mean, oh, Absolutely. There were there was a lot of opportunities where the bullpen, you know, uh, kind of came up short. Obviously, two blown leads there. Um, I felt bad a that Savali didn't get that call. Uh, you know, he got away with a, a, a kind of middle middle curveball that got Judge whiffing. Oh, but that, uh, first, I I left out a big sound when that happened because he hadn't yeah. thrown a curveball to Judge that entire at bat. And three two is not really when you whip out a pitch. You haven't thrown actually. I don't think he threw an entire day yet. You know, he walked yeah. um, Torres, I believe, on four pitches. And then it was judge. And so your first one being a three, two pitch to judge, I let out a sound. Oh, I I did. I was like, oh, that was nice. That was really good. He wasn't expecting that. So props to him, even though it wasn't the ideal location. Yeah, definitely. I got away with it there. And then, you know, hits Rizzo, gives up the home run to Stanton. I also just don't necessarily think that the Guardians put him in the best place to succeed. Like to me, Mm. you start with the bullpen. Honestly, 
I don't understand the notion of Bieber is only available in an emergency. How is a game I agree five not an emergency? Like, listen, man, even if Bieber gives you two innings and then you go to Savale for another two, it changes the looks. Like at that point, you can totally rearrange how you're thinking about the game. If you have a lead in those two innings, you can go to the bullpen before you go to Savale. It just didn't feel like it was and I listen I, I I was talking about this before the before the series and not before the series before the game even started so I don't want it to make it seem like it's hindsight I know Mike Petriello was tweeting about it a lot too it just felt like that wasn't you got to get you got to get a little cute I think sometimes in a game five and you, you don't have your your one or two and mm-hmm. I just don't think they really threw everything at the wall like Bieber was on three full days of rest right this would have been his fourth day since pitching uh it would have been his is uh yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. So actually, you would have been able to do this one. I believe. Well, did he pitch? Did he pitch on Friday? Because the rain out on. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm getting this wrong, aren't I? It was it was Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh man, then my memory is he, so bad right now. I know, but he, I think it might have been. I, either way, it was enough that he could have thrown the equivalent of a bullpen session. Sure, right? he could have thrown 30, 40 pitches probably and been fine, which is going to get you through two innings so i i felt bad for savali obviously that that stunk um you know hat tip to to the yankees for sure i don't want to make it sound like the guardians lost that game it was the yankees who went ahead and, and won that game um i also i think you and i both kind of tweeted about this simultaneously where it was like the biggest conversation from yankee twitter aside from the postponement and how awfully they screwed over those fans um was clark schmidt and not putting in clay holmes right in the uh in game four yeah um i think the one thing that i always try to take a step back when there's like such vehement conversations about that and think one we are fortunate in that we are privy to a massive amount of data we are not privy to even a modicum amount of the data that front offices have and there are far smarter people running those front offices than us and if they thought that he was the best for that situation he was and while he did give up a barrel to Rosario, he got Naylor in one of the more embarrassing playoff at bats I've seen in quite some time on three straight sure, pitches, yeah. all out yeah. of the zone. And that pitch to Gonzalez was, was not a, a bad very, yeah, it was yeah, not right. a bad pitch. It was a very yeah, good yeah. pitch. Sure. You want to make an argument that on one, two, it should have been even more out of the zone. I don't know how he went down and got that at 93 miles an hour. It was a 93 mile an hour exit velocity. At that point, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Um. To your point about Bieber, uh, I it, it is interesting. It was, I believe, three days rest. Mm-hmm. I believe it was also for Nestor, if I'm thinking of it correctly, because they both it was, it was two, Bieber Nestor that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there are two thoughts to this. One, we don't believe in Bieber on three days rest. We just have data on that, and we, we just don't think that's a scenario. You're correct about a bullpen, maybe an inning or two. Fine. Mm-hmm. The uh, there is something to be, be to be said. The ultimate goal here is to win a World Series. Yes, it requires this division series. However, by throwing Bieber in this game, it removes him for a lot of the next one. I I know you're shaking your head, but listen to me clearly here. There are times of benefit versus, um, you know, one game here versus one game there or an extra one there of value. And if you're unable to win without Bieber, sorry, you yeah, you're unable to win without Bieber in this one. You don't have a chance kind of in the next one because um, you're going to have to do it more so in the next. And and they're going to get a worse version of him now. We're going to get a little bit here um, and you're going to get less of him in this one than you would in one later on. 
I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I, I hear you clearly. I'm like, look, this is a must win game in every definition of it. You have to put your best guy in there. You know all too well of teams not throwing their best pitchers in these scenarios as you roll your eyes, but it's the same argument ultimately. Yeah. And I, you know, I can see both sides of that. So there's the perfect counter to the devil's advocate argument. Well, it's a good thing they didn't put Zach Britton in because he might not have been able to have been used in the next game. You know what I mean? It's like, well, now there is no next game. So right. it, it doesn't no, matter. No, I understand. It, it's it's it, it's not just about that next game. It's about the... Okay, I'll put it this way. Let's say you have a 50% chance to win the next series. And by using him in this one, it brings it down to I'm arbitrary numbers. Let's just say it's 20%, yeah. right? But by yep. using him in this one, what is the gr- what is the gain of it? And ultimately, you're getting to one percentage. And if they believe that, look, that the, it's uneven, then it's uneven. You know, I'm not saying what it is, but I can see a world where that's their thought process. Regardless of the fact, the Yankees pitching staff stepped up. There was only one earned run in this yep. game. John Carlos Stanton hit a home run on a, uh, a cutter that was a little bit up and seemed like the wheelhouse for John Carlos Stanton. How many times has he seen a pitch? on the the outer half middle or up that he just pushes to right field with ease yeah um and you can just kind of see it coming out of the hand of Savali um and that was that I I don't think the Yankees are going to do too well in the next one but before we talk about that one and the rest of the series we're going to take a quick break (laughs) (laughs) see that's how it's done fast no 12 minutes. This is, you're that's, just making that's what rules. I said. It's, it's I like, you, it's like that, oh, it's like that scene. It's like Stop. that scene in, 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 in big daddy where he's Unreal. playing poker with everyone. And no. they're like, I win. And he's like, what are the rules of this game? And he's like, no, I win. no, no, no. Okay. Anyway, so we're back. We're going to talk about the other playoff games. Um, thanks for Adam for keeping all of that in. We didn't, we didn't take any break whatsoever. No break. <laughs> um, and, uh, we're going to go to the Phillies and Atlanta right now. And I remember my prediction. I remember I predicted the Yankees were going to win. I remember I predicted the Phillies were going to win. Why did I predict the Phillies? Because Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler are amazing, and they'll figure something out in the others. And and out of nowhere, they figured something out with Ranger Suarez against Atlanta. Stepped up in a huge way. Changed the series. But honestly, the bats of Philadelphia. I mean, I think any Phillies fan will tell you they are hot and cold. And they're heating up at the right time. Charlie Morin didn't come through. Spencer Strider. Two innings of goodness, third, not so much. Um, the Phillies, they they really impressed me in this one. It all, it truly all started, like, I, I really didn't think the Phillies, well, no, I, I don't want to say I don't think the Phillies had a chance. I, I, I agree that I think they were coming in really, really hot um, off the heels of that Cardinal series. But there was definitely a moment where it was like, okay, if Ranger Suarez does this in game one, if they steal a game one, and it puts them in a position to have uh, uh, Atlanta have to go through Nola and Wheeler, then this is a totally different scenario. Now, obviously, Wheeler gets the game to start, has a very good start. He ends up giving up, I think all three runs were uh, uh, accredited to him. Uh, But Philly's just not able to score as Kyle Wright, of all the pitchers, is able to shut them down. Nola comes in, takes care of business. And then at that point, it's like, I mean, I, I you you feel like the the series was lost at the moment Strider gave up six. I 
don't, again, I don't know why he started. There was a lot of conversation about mm. the fact that he was going to be used in relief. And this very much seems like a guy, a young pitcher for them, who was not ready to be, you know, to go the full workload. And his velocity completely told you that equation. It's also really scary to see what happened to Spencer Strider when he lost a mile and a half, uh, a mile and a, one mile and a half per hour off his four seamer, right? I think he went from like 96 to 94 um, around there and then got shellacked in those two innings. Um, with that said, too, it wasn't all the the, the the pitching's fault. I mean, they end up putting up, yeah, they put up six in the first game, but half of that came in the ninth inning. The second game, they put up three. Then after that, just one earned run, uh, then three over the course of the next game uh, where they lose. So like the, the offense really wasn't able to do what they'd been doing the entire year, which was being dominant. Sure. Uh, I spent the strider allowed five in that. Dylan Lee came up, came in after and allowed the sixth in that inning. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was one of those games where Spencer Strider, honestly, I didn't really see too much different for those two innings. He was throwing a little bit softer, yes. But it, you know, generally still works at that velocity, and then you just got tagged, and baseball works in that mysterious way, right? Um, you know, he's a, with every rookie, they always go through adversity. Um, even in the season, we saw these moments where Strider just was just hit a little bit harder. Uh, and that's just kind of how these things go. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's baseball for you. Uh, anything can kind of happen in a five game series, especially. Uh, and we're going to there are some questions that arise because of this. And we're going to talk about that at the end. But props to Philadelphia. You know, that that third totally. and fourth game in, in inside of Philadelphia was loud and excited. Those fans were ready for this. Their first playoff matchup in, at home in, I believe, 11 years. Um, Alan Adair was there, I know, on Friday and uh, you had the best time, of course. I mean, fantastic. We I certainly wanted them to win and pick them, but more of a contrarian pick um, because I just love Aaron Nola. And we, by the way, this is the first series for Aaron Nola, which is pretty cool. Unbelievable. Um, first first playoff ever for him. And so far, so good. Um, and we'll talk about them in the next round. But let's stay with the NL and go to, oh, man, the Padres and the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Dodgers, of course, winning three games to one against the 111 win team. Just came in and did work. Uh, It seemed like the the Dodgers were going to run away with this. I thought that, of course, you did, too. You didn't pick the Padres again. There's no way. I picked every right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I uh, so so what were your thoughts here watching this series fast? I I I do not want to detract from San Diego at all because I mean when you when you when you do that to an 111 win team, that's awesome. I'm super happy that they were able to pull it off because this does, I think in my mind, turn it into a rivalry. I have to give uh hats off to the fan base for how quickly they got as many geese. Uh, inside of their stadium, like like <laughs> game three in San Diego, there was like goose posters everywhere, which I thought was amazing. Um, I really loved that. But there was a like there was a moment and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, too. There are so many moments that happen over the course of a regular season, like an error, and it doesn't really matter because it's going to kind of come out in the wash. And there are moments where the playoffs demand perfection of you. And there was a there were a few moments in some of those games where Trey Turner 
botched some plays where it was like he just didn't look like he was focused yeah. or he just didn't look right, like he was right. able to make rudimentary defensive plays. There were moments, I think, in game two where it felt like the Dodgers had the bases loaded like 19 times and were simply unable to execute. There were so many moments where it just felt like, oh, the Dodgers are going to show up and it's going to be fine. And it just, they never really did. And you can't even say it's because of a lack of pitching depth or anything like that. The bats just didn't necessarily show up in the pivotal moments and hats off to San Diego, man. That that's a, that's I'm excited for that fan base. The relievers came up big. Josh Hader did. Uh, Munoz uh, came up big. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, the Dodgers feel like you made, you had the best draft ever and you're playing a head to head league. And it's just the guy who doesn't change his lineup all season long beats you. It, it, yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's just like, well, that's baseball. It just doesn't work out sometimes. And, you know, I, I got to say, watching those games, it was incredibly fun. The, yeah, uh, I, I there there was talk to be said about the format again of five games. I want to save it. There's so many yep, different get to parts of it. Um, but this one did I feel highlight some of it, not just the fact that they had this big win differential. Um, we talked about that last week. About um, uh, look, I'll, I'll put it this way: this is separate from that. In the playoffs, the w- biggest weakness of the Padres, right? I'll say it again. Was there four and five starters in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. It is not showcased as much. So the gap as between much. them as a 90 win team, right? About 89 versus 111. It it doesn't matter as much because that, you know, Mania and Clevenger. Yes. Clevenger still had to pitch, I believe in one game of this game. One still uh, right. But that's okay. And then they move on. Then it's Darvish, Musgrove and Snell. And that works. <laughs> so it, it's, you're able to get by with it. And the difference between them, when you look at just the wins, it's like, well, yeah, but those two starters take up 60 of the games. And that's a, that's a huge part of that. So uh, that was certainly showcased in the series. The Padres are kind of scary. Um, my name Machado looked fantastic. Juan Soto looked good. I Profar looked all right. I mean, this team looks really Trent Grisham. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Nola. Uh, it, it's kind of cool the bottom of this lineup did incredibly well uh, you just reminded me we have to get back to bader and we're going to get back to him in a second we will we'll save it we'll, we'll save it for when we do the cs we'll circle preview. back we'll yeah, circle, circle back, back. when we and do the so cs let's preview, going we'll let's keep going it. we got to keep going yeah, then because yeah, yeah. astros yeah. mariners are next and we all know what happened here mm-hmm. the mariners were going to win this series until jordan alvarez happened seriously and twice. the pitch the pitch heard around the world um Robbie well not really the second one is just like yeah we already know um the first one of course the Mariners are up three to two here or actually maybe five to three or something something along these lines of a two-run difference I can't remember yeah. exactly what it was um and Robbie Ray comes in and I even remember uh the situation being like oh yeah this next guy's gonna get on base and it's gonna be the go-ahead run and of course it's Jordan Alvarez and Robbie Ray gets the call I uh, apparently Jordan Alvarez is biggest weakness is down and in fastballs that is his weakness and i i say that as a oddity because that is not a traditional weakness for a left-hander especially one as talented as jordan alvarez i would imagine mm-hmm. whatever you want to say he's weaker at that's generally the most dangerous place but that's what the data shows they wanted to go lefty on lefty matchup with robbie ray 
and they threw him a sinker that definitely wasn't as in as it should have been. Um, and it, yeah, he crushed it and destroyed all the momentum in one thing. I, that series was over at one nothing in my view. I, ah, uh, they almost. I felt like they had it fast. Yeah, you I know, mean, it, it was like it was like fuel in my hands, in my hands again. <laughs> you 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 topple the Cy Young winner in game one. You're feeling good. And yeah, I mean, listen, it's like we talked about with the Yankees. There are copious amounts of data points that say that Robbie Ray was probably the right person to go to in that example. But I do wonder, and this is Monday morning quarterback stuff, but I do wonder if they just forgot to take in the the most recent context, which is that he hasn't been that great recently. Mm. Um, And that like, I, 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 I know that you know, the, uh, again, Monday morning quarterback, there are a lot of people who are like, just walk him. Like, just just intentionally walk him. No. Don't think you can necessarily do that in that situation. You can't really put the winning, you know, run I, on. I was just surprised it wasn't sliders down and away. You bring in Robbie Ray to throw sliders down and away. Lefty on lefty, lefty. He's got a dangerous slider. That's just yeah, what you sh- do. Robbie Ray is prone for allowing the long ball to. And you're not I mean, bringing in elite do? velo. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought that literally he came in. I remember the first pitch was a fastball. I was like, what are they doing? Thought, okay, just throw, fa- and, throw, throw sliders. And he fouled it off too. That was the crazy part to me. That, this yes. is, oh, oh man. And he went back to I, back. I talk about this. I talk about this a lot. And th- I would say this is the thing I have most against with the numbers, what they're telling you. Because I, I'm someone you, everyone should know here. I'm very much about the numbers. I am very much about, this is information that helps you make decisions and people don't go after it enough. They are often too broad. And the things about in-game momentum and feeling and everything is because there are nuances to it that give you extra information that are is not included in the overall. And what that is to me, especially in at-bats, if you guys watch my videos on YouTube, um, I know this sounds really weird. I'm plugging this. But what I do is I talk about the sequence of an at-bat, the, uh, you know, how it's made, essentially, what the decisions are, how things work. The biggest thing for pitchers is to see how batters react in the at-bat. And I'm not talking about necessarily if they swung or not. I'm talking about how does the foul ball look? What is their body language on a take? And in that first pitch, it was a sinker that was not well located. It was essentially middle-middle, if I remember correctly, to Euron Alvarez. And he fouls it off. And not just like weakly so. He's pretty much on it. And the book on that, which is something you should still follow in this situation, is if a guy is swinging first pitch on a fastball and fouls it off, it's not that he's off of the heater, so he can't handle it. I mean, if you really want, you do something in that same location, just closer to the edge in whatever way, fine. That's okay. But generally, it means you have to get his timing off and throw something that's not at that speed. So if he fouls off a slider, you don't throw a slider. You don't. That means he's timed with that, right? And Jordan Alvarez was ready. He was there for that. Totally. Yep. And it just says, screams it. Do not do this again. Yeah. Ignored the the, the signs of it. And did I know that seems very much of hindsight 2020, everything. Yep. This is consistent with how I talk about at bats. Oh, totally. Watch the game, everybody. See these little details of what's it's what I'm addicted about the game. And it drove me insane. 
Insane. No, it's it's a great point. I remember after he threw that first pitch and then threw it again, I was like, "What are you? Do- what are you, what are you doing? doing? What, th- what's going on? That's crazy." Just seemed poorly executed, and that was game one. They had a chance in game two to come back. I I will oh, say, yeah. you know, extra innings. Yeah, I, I just felt the worst that they did not win in that last game. And see, I wanted so desperately for that fan. I base. know Seattle has not seen it. I know, right? They didn't I get wanted. it. They they weren't there in Seattle for Toronto. They still have not seen a playoff victory. No, no, no. They got one. They got they they haven't seen a playoff victory. Yeah, they haven't seen a playoff right. victory. It's so sad. In I Seattle. wanted to win that game so bad, and so did they because they were swinging for the fences. Come the sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth inning. Oh my gosh! You just you felt you felt bad. Uh, it also was cool that day. Jeremy Pena and Oscar Gonzalez both had game winners that day. It was cool to see rookies do that. That was a lot of fun. Um, a few other notes too, you know, we, we, we got to talk about the playoff schedule and stuff like that. Houston went in and did their job. You know what I yeah. mean? They, they looked like the team that played the best to their record. The Yankees, obviously they walked away. They're going to the CS good for them, but I don't think a lot of people anticipated they were going to Cleveland was going to take them five. Um, it, they Houston at the moment looks like, the biggest powerhouse they had oh, time, just like every other team did. And they looked, uh, well, Jordan Alvarez looked very, very good. And the thing is, it stinks. I hate it. I hate that the Astros are like the clear ones now with Atlanta gone, the Dodgers gone, the Yankees not looking like their best self. Yeah. It, I mean, as you said with the Yankees, it feels like it's the Astros world series to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a quick review here. Uh, I remember last week, I said Yankees. I'm going to say you said Guardians. Uh, I think you went. No, I said to me. my my hot my hot take was Seattle. That's the only one. Yeah, everything else was chalk. Okay, yeah, so because you said Yankees. I s- yeah, you said Dodgers. You said Atlanta, and you said Seattle. So you were one for four last week. Yeah. Okay, I got Yankees, Philly, Dodgers, and Astros. I I said Philly too because I uh, made a point to change it for Ellen Adair, who then DM'd me afterwards. Okay, so here we two are for, for two and two, two, two. Okay, two for four. Um, and of course, I got more right the first time because you don't remember. So no, I, last, so, I didn't get a single one wrong the first round. It was unbelievable. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, so for this, now we have Yankees and Astros. Um, and then we have, of course, the, the I know, uh, Padres and Phillies. But before we get to that, we want to talk a little bit about the series themselves, the, the, the divisional series and how this is working out. We have the wild card. Best of three, or the best of five, and best of seven. I'm gonna let you go first because I know that I have my rants and I just cover all the points. You're like Nick, we just did a whole podcast in five minutes. What's wrong with you? Um, like I did with my tout team. So I, I still remember fast. I remember <laughs> how upset you were. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you take the floor here. Uh, tell me your quick thoughts about how this playoff series and the structure is going. Yeah, so obviously there's a lot of hullabaloo and, you know, maybe there are people who are like, oh my God, I cannot hear more conversation about this. All I do is scroll my Twitter and see conversation about this. But I, it would be, you know, this is what you're listening to us for. So we should provide our opinion about it. There you go. Um, while it should never be to the extent where <clears throat> a local publication is writing an op-ed about how, well, we all know who the real series winner is. It's the <laughs> Dodgers. Um, I do think that uh, if you are going to have a regular season and it's going to be 162 games long there has to be an inherent benefit to doing that right there has Uh to be some reason why you would want to win the division now people at home might be saying well yeah you get home field advantage there's your there's your there's your thing now there's a few things there one do you 
Like, yeah. because if you lose one of the first games, then you don't have home field advantage. It's actually gone. Two, is it an advantage to have a first round bye? We don't know. Uh, I don't know. I would have to look at the data to see what how first round teams most typically do. Two or three, rather. Uh, <clears throat> does a five game series best allow you to determine who the better team is? And I don't know if it necessarily does. Now, a few more things. One, I do enjoy that the NBA is like, oh, you want playoff basketball? Buckle up, baby. We got 19 months of it. Uh, yeah. And you're like, OK, great. I do like all those seven game series. On the other hand, it's nice. It's fun for the sport to have those, you know, those three game wild card series. I, I can understand that. But if there is anything in the playoff structure that seemingly denigrates the importance of the regular season and regular season standings, then it probably has to be done away with. You can't take a marathon and in the very last second, turn it into a sprint. Sure. Um, so as a result, I think probably what it should be is wildcard five DS CS World Series seven. No one. If that means cutting into the regular season by a week, do it. If that means shortened spring training every year, do it. This is what you came to watch for. You still want it to end in October so you could call it the, you know, the, you know, the fall classic still fall in November. Yeah, but, yeah right. But but go <laughs> October ahead and, baseball. And yeah. You know what I mean? And also, I don't understand why that who would have a real problem with that. Sure. Yeah. Like, who says no to that? It's more revenue for for the owners. Like, so I don't here's know who the would thing. Say no to that. Um, so the 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 league, I mean, the owners want more playoff games. Yeah, they want this. I uh, the players push back, but it was more in the 14 teams. It's also yep. uh, there's probably more complications to that. I'm being really dumb about and not seeing. Um. I don't think you're wrong. I, I I think it should just be, a, I still want to be a three-game series, but I want it to be seven after. And you guys all know by now how I think these games should be done. No off days. No off days. I'm sorry, but it's the playoffs. You don't get rest days. You just power through. If you want a rest day, win your series in fewer than the max games. You know? Nick. That's it. You're gonna what? you're gonna love this. Go ahead. I'm jump ahead a little bit, but you're gonna yeah. love it. Why? I've got a wild thought. No, you don't. I do. This is this, okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't believe you for a second. I do. I do. Uh, I got I one. Don't. No, I'm not I gonna d- fall oh, for oh, this. What? What just dropped? I'm not. I'm oh, not okay. gonna fall for this. Okay. Well, I, 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 there's nothing to fall for. Okay. So here's my wild thought. In the KBO, okay. Uh-huh. The this is really extension. You know, you're really going the extra mile. To <laughs> no, I've got, I've got one. In the KBO, the team with the best record automatically plays in the championship series. They're done, right? Mm. You got the best record in the regular season. Congratulations. I'll see whoever gets through the playoffs inside of the championship series. Here's yeah, what you do. The, the owners won't want that because if you're the you're trying to make the best team, you get fewer revenue for your for the. Don't playoffs. do it in the World Series. Do it in the CS. I understand, but you don't get a DS then. You get a DS, you do, you do, you just do, you just make whoever you add an additional team or whatever, and then no, no, as in like let's say I'm the Astros, I have the best thing. I don't play in the DS. Is what you're saying, right? Totally, yeah. Why would yeah, they? The, why the would owner they... of the Astros would not like it because they don't make the money. I think I think that's the easiest way around it because you. I mean, I think some... I'm. I think I like this wild thought. Just so we're clear here, I'm. I'm wondering what possible obstacles would be. You there. introduce a revenue share from the DS. Okay. 
Yeah, you say the advertising, a portion of the advertising from the DS sure. is going to keep go it to going. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. That I mean, that's essentially it, right? Because there is no question whatsoever that you are then given an advantage. You'd make it a seven game series. So anything of like, well, my timing is completely off is is gone, right? I saw, I think it might've been Buster only who proposed like a, they choose their own schedule for the playoffs. I'm not necessarily into that. I don't like that. But I think he deleted the tweet. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, I think that that would be a, a really fun way to do it because then also too, at the end of the year, that's what you're pushing for. I Are you kidding me? I'm only one series away from the World Series. I'm going to remove all the variation. Yeah, so there it is. That's my wild thought. Okay, I think that's fantastic, Fast. Congrats on a wonderful wild thought. Thank you. You know, um, my wild thought is that the, the, the highest, <laughs> I'm going to add one more to it, that for the DS as an exhibition, the uh it's a pre-world series so you get one from each league they face each other in exhibition for three five games <laughs> and the, the games don't count they don't count you're just burning pitchers arms you're just no like reason. no it's just like casual you know like to keep oh, okay. them alive you know keep them practicing so they practice <laughs> against each other oh, you, know, like you don't that. want yeah. like two weeks of like nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they're that. playing against each other they can sell their stadiums have fun with it you know sell the crowds like and stuff that's See, good. this is how we work fast. This I is how that. we do it. I take that. I've got yeah. a random trivia question. Do you? Today, today at uh, early. What in was the, the name of the third Halloween movie? <laughs> it's Halloween again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's about baseball. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the name of the movie, and that, that was how everyone had to say it. <laughs> Halloween again. <laughs> Are you like um, the old neighbor next door? Is that it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Lord. Should have moved last year. That Michael Myers out again. Yeah. Uh, Sir, why do you still have your your candy bag? Oh, he still still goes trick-or-treating with them. (laughs) If if Ellen Adair is listening, I'm really hoping she's appreciating my great old man impressions of B characters. I think it's it's fantastic. Thank you. I gave a small talk today to the newly formed... River Hill High School Sports Analytics Club. I'm that's sorry, my alma that's mater. amazing. That's my alma mater. That's I got a, I got a Twitter follow three weeks ago that was RHHS Sports Analytics, and I DM'd them, and I was like, "Is this River Hill High School Sports Analytics?" And they were like, "Yeah." They're like, "Do you want to come talk to our club?" And I was like, "100%." <laughs> I was talking with them today and found an interesting piece of trivia that says nothing to do with anything except for the best it involves flex, one of the playoff teams. Huh? By the way, that you've had on this show, that was the best flex. Oh, the, that I've that was, ever had. It's not the Emmy. It's the um, no, yeah. Uh, Alex Bregman had 24 home runs on the year. Okay. Okay. If every batted ball he hit was placed in Camden Yards, how many home runs would he have hit? 11. No. Fewer. (laughs) Eight? Nine. (laughs) Alex Bregman would have hit nine home runs. 24 to nine? That's that's... unbelievable. So 15 of them were in the crawfish boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess, guys, I know the current. He knows term it's for Crawford. It. <laughs> yeah, he knows it's Crawford. Uh, it's so much. Can you believe crawfish. that? I mean, that's, I can. That's unbelievable. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that's what you guys did. You guys destroyed it. They did it all for no, John well, Means and what happened, you know? If we destroyed it, then also... How dare you? Then Houston built it because the only reason he has any home runs is because of those dang boxes. Yeah, but um, we always talk about the Yankees, you know what I'm saying? That's unbelievable. That's true, and their short porch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have a short porch? I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Um, so, I mean, so here's the thing. So, right, so you were talking about the, do they even have home field advantage? Uh, talk about that for a second. Yeah, I don't think uh, uh, one. I would be very. Yeah, I guess of all the sports, you probably have the biggest home field advantage in not uh, baseball. <laughs> no, in baseball, in baseball, in baseball, really? solely by the fact oh, you that you bat. Oh, I see. In, solely by the yeah. fact that you bat in the bottom of the ninth, right? Yeah, like I in football, that, yeah. it's just crowd noise. In basketball, it's just crowd noise. Um, in baseball, it's crowd noise and having the last chance to do it. Sure, but. Yeah, it just seems like I don't. Is it a home field advantage to give the first opportunity for a team to win away from your stadium? Yeah, and the the thing to really emphasize with this is it's always the underdog. So they Hmm. feel that that crowd is more hungry than the others. The Phillies and the the Padres, great examples here. I mean, those crowds were massive and they're so intense, more so than I think the the other side of it was. I mean, Atlanta's coming back, you know, I'm going off of World Series. The Dodgers, we're the Dodgers. You know, we got to get out of here by the sixth inning. Yeah. So I, sorry, guys. Um, But those crowds are different. And it's even a heightened situation. It's game three and game four. And it's, yeah, it didn't feel like it to those teams. And it's interesting. How do you fix that? Well, I'm trying to say no off days. They used to, back in the day, 95, the Yankees lost their series. Why? Because they played their first two games in Yankee Stadium, then the last three in Seattle. Which is crazy. And so any potential, but any potential winning game was always at the home field. Hmm. Um, and we always thought, no, it, you know, we wanted to spread it out a little. It used to be one game, then two, then two, um, things like that. But I'm kind of sold of the two, then three now because of this. Yes, it puts you into two a hole technically. I didn't stop the Mariners back then. Hmm. And yeah, it does kind of flip the script a little bit in this regard. I uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting thought to be had in discussion about it. Look, if you just remove five game series in the first place, you should be fine. Yeah. I uh, but you know you can do a two three two if you want. You can do a two three two one 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 or whatever you I like want. That. Yeah. Um, the problem is I, I I'm trying to match no off days with travel, so yeah. I want to keep it as little travel as possible. Yeah, if it was um, like the Dodgers playing against the Mets, a two-two-one-one-one-one is entirely is impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Rays against the Mariners. Um, yeah. So, I uh, so it's something to be thought, you really thought through with this. I mean, this is the first year of this playoff format. Uh, I imagine there are going to be more proposed deals along the way to try and expand it. And I, I gotta say, expanded playoffs. I am all for more teams making it. I love what you suggested about giving more benefit to the ones at the top that have to do Mm -hmm. less. Um, But inherently having more teams make the playoffs, I think is only good for the sport. Doesn't make it less rewarding for if you do make it, it doesn't mean the teams are going to coast. But it does bring one, you know, that does bring a nice segue as we talk about the Yankees and the Astros about coasting in the second half. Mm. And if we talked, if you guys go back to us talking about the, the Harrison Bader, and Jordan Montgomery deal when it happened in July 31st. I have the receipts with my friend, mm. my Yankee friends, um, Ben Dean and Max Posner. I know you listen to this. 
I I have the receipts texting with them about this deal. And I didn't put it on Twitter, but I should have. And that was, look, this is the Yankees understanding that the regular season, mm. they don't need a fifth starter anymore. That's what Jordan Montgomery is at this point. They're already gone Frankie Montes at this point. He was their number five. The Yankees have the AL East in their book. Domingo Herman versus Jordan Montgomery. Maybe you want to say one extra game one, two to be generous, right? Not going to make a difference to them. So what is going to make the biggest difference in the playoffs for them, especially Jordan Montgomery, who's going to be their five starter and like a reliever? Not a huge deal. Harrison Bader, who will be healthy at that point, and they need outfield help with Hicks in there. Maybe they want to swap out IKF or whatever. That is an actual beneficial piece for them. And that's what this move was from the very beginning. Now that Jordan Montgomery goes and does amazing things and everyone and the Yankees go into slump, it gets amplified. But here comes Harrison Bader. And every single time I I DM'd you, Mm. Caps, Harrison Harrison Bader. Bader. I I mean, incredible, incredible. Three home runs in the series really saved the Yankees in many ways. Yeah. I unreal. And all I have is for left is two words. Cash God. I mean, seriously, a lot of people owe him an apology. A lot of people, he was roasted for that. They started their slide right around that time. And they, he was the, he was burn him at the cross. He's, he's terrible. He's done. I can't believe it. It makes no sense. And I, I, I'm not seeing a lot of Cashman was right uh, on Twitter from, from, you know, from people, but yeah, it was, I, I put a poll out yesterday that was like, it was the trade worth it. And all I got were, you know, I don't know all I got, but it was like 66% yeses last I checked. That was not the case when the trade there happened. Oh, it was yeah. the antithesis last time when the trade happened. It was no a hundred percent. This trade makes no sense. Oh man. So, so here is Bader. He's done. He, he's making an impact. And, Oh, it, it, I mean, the Yankees needed this. They needed someone, something new, interesting to be the new light. If you remember it in previous years, where it was next man up would be the idea. And finally, that was really the turnaround this season for the team. Cabrera and Peraza and now Bader. These guys finally that are interesting and, and, and inspiring the team. Uh, it's huge for them. They needed it badly, um, especially with that bullpen not stepping up or really getting hurt. But Wandy mm-hmm. Peralta is suddenly the reliever of the team. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, Clay Holmes, otherwise known as the Adobe, did his work. Um, and you know, there was that controversy with um, him not appearing at the end of that game, but then what came out later that apparently the deal is he can't go on back to back days. And that's why it wasn't, it was a very tense moment when the Yankees were down two to one came back. That is all resolved. Now we have the Astros Yankees in the ALCS who is going to win that series. And in how many games fast? I think it, I think it's, we all know. We know. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if it's five or six, but I think it's, it's Houston. Uh, I, I really, I, I would be really, really surprised if the Yankees, who I still think are kind of limping into this, uh, would be able to compete with with Houston. Now, of course, who knows? I could 100 percent be wrong. I haven't been wrong so far. I predicted every series correctly. Yeah. Okay. Please but, stop. Uh, I no. I mean, you know, it's the playoffs. You truly never know. You truly never know. But I, I wouldn't say. The Yankees, I wouldn't say the Yankees are going in with a ton of momentum. I mean, there's momentum, of course, from winning a game five, but 
I don't know if they're going with as much momentum as, as Houston did. Houston is fully rested. Uh, they they're they're going to get two Verlander starts. Um, so I don't know. What's that reaction? Uh, I'm just checking out on the Phillies Padres. Um, it's zero zero fast. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. I have it up. But, I, I, I'm just seeing Zach Wheeler at 98.4 on his fastball. Oh. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> got out of a jam. 2.5 picks higher. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I mean, it feels like it's the Astros. I will say I was surprised that the Yankees used Clay Holmes um, today. They were up 5-1. to one, Yeah. Um, and it felt as if, I understand, you don't want to take too many chances. I But you kind of, if you're saying no back-to-back days for Clay Holmes, just all right. Don't don't throw him. You know, in the eighth inning, five to one, fresh inning or so. Put in Clark Schmidt. See how that goes. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of how I play. Because again, you have to. You can't just ignore. I'll figure that out tomorrow. Completely. Um, that's just my two cents on it. Um, or or Randy Peralta or whatever it was. Uh, a little shocking to me. Have a backup option. I mean, no Cole was warming up too. So then great. Put in Schmidt and then back up Cole if you need to. Not Randy Peralta if you want to save him a little bit more. That's just me. Um, but I, I get a little greedy, I guess. Um, I, I will say the Yankees have to feel a little bit good, uh, coming into this. They came out, they just had an inspirational series where they had their backs up against the wall, against the wall and they came through, um, their rotation into this series is, I believe it's Severino game one, um, yeah. followed by, I guess, Cole game two, maybe not, maybe game three. Um, and then, you know, it's. Tyone or uh, Tyone or Herman, I guess, in uh, game two. Tyone. What was it? There was a beat reporter who said his name to Terry Francona yesterday, and Francona was like, Who? Because the guy was like, "Uh, Italian? Oh, Italian. That's what he said. Like, Italian without the front eye. I remember when we met him, he was so appreciative. He was like, Thank you for calling my name, Rob. But yes, Tyone, (laughs) we got it. We got you, buddy. I, yeah, friend of the show, Jameson Tyone. We got to send him more coffee. Um, but anyway, I, uh, yeah, you have to think the Astros are going to pull this. I'm going to say Astro. No, no, what? My early prediction was Yankees. So I'm going to say Yankees in seven. I cannot wait for great baseball. I'm going to say Yankees in seven. I can't do it. Can't do it. Um, come on. Or, or, nope. Yankees in seven. We're going to go to the other side. Okay. We're going to go to the other side of this. We're going to go Phillies and Padres right now. Darvish versus Wheeler. Can't wait to watch more of this. Um, Wheeler. I, you know, I have such a soft spot, soft spot for Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And I see Wheeler coming out hard like this, but Darvish is up also about a take on his cutter at the moment. Um, who are you taking in this one? I don't know, man. I, I, it's it's like Philly's down an additional reliever with Robertson, and they it didn't matter for them in the last series. They are definitely, I think, have more of the momentum. Um, I mean, the the Reese Hopkins bat spike was enough momentum to fuel them for mm. eternity. So um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I think I'm hoping it's San Diego. I, I am because then mm. maybe I could go to a World Series game out here. But oh, I yeah, that's am, very selfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So I'm hoping it's them. <laughs> and I I'm going to you know what? I'm hoping it's them. And I think it I oh God, I really fine. I, I hate doing it because I can't do it. Like choosing against Philly just because it feels like they are the hottest team right now. So I'm going to mm. go with Philly. You're going to go with Philly. Uh, I'm going to go with Philly. Oh man, I, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I want to go for Nolan. I need to be opposite from you. It just, it just needs to be that way. I, 
I don't think the bullpen for the Phillies are going to be as good as they were. Hmm. Um, I feel like they have more holes. They get more exposed in a seven-game series um, when it's just Nola and Wheeler. Not to mention Wheeler is susceptible to Babbitt that last inning where allowed three and runs. He, was, he didn't pitch terribly. Just, you know, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, he, and Darvish, Snell, Musgrove have been absurd. That bullpen is great. They're feeling so high after the Dodgers' victory. The bats are, I think, more primed at the moment. I'm going to go with San Diego here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just took down the Dodgers, man. Um, and so you're going to see Yankee Dodger 1998 uh, replication. Um, so instead of a 2009, it's going to be a 1998 uh, replication of the World Series. And I'm looking forward to that one. I want to take us back to the uh, the pitcher. And you said it was Nestor Cortez, right? For Oh, yeah. Um, one forty-eight innings, eleven and nine record. Like the pitcher, we just talked about all these other fifty-four ERA, point nine five WHIP, thirty-three percent K rate, nine percent walk rate, fifteen percent swing strike rate, and nineteen percent hard contact. Now, if I told you he had a twenty-nine percent ground ball rate, fast, it's not Christian Javier. It is Christian Javier. Mm. I left that one out because it would have been too obvious for you. Yeah, 200, yeah, yeah, the the worst ground ball or the lowest, I should say. Yeah, of all starting pitchers, was Christian Javier, and that might be a major weapon for the Astros and really just the entire staff. It's insane. I mean, it's just was flat out ridiculous how yeah. good their staff is now. Verlander did get roughed up by the man brought him in. Yeah. Uh so there is something to be said about all the regression hitting at once. It felt like the Mariners had that game before Alvarez uh, ended it. But maybe that regression still sticks. Um, we'll see there. But then you have Christian Javier. You have Garcia doing this incredible performance over five innings. Um, yeah. An extra innings against the Mariners. True redemption from the Jorge Soler slider around the world. Uh, and in 2021 World Series, of course. So got that uh, you know, hump off his back or whatever you want to call that phrase i don't know elephant off his back what is it monkey off his back uh, uh, monkey off his back yeah monkey off his back okay great um <laughs> but then lance mccullers we hope to see more of him see how he performs from valdez i mean that's such a good rotation um and then christian javier who i mean he just went seventh round of this mock draft uh it's an, it, oof. he's crazy. gonna be he's some i mean he's really good you guys know how much i like him and uh i'm excited to see him get more of a spotlight in this series as well but I think that might wrap this one up fast. Is there any last thoughts that you had that you want to talk about before we enjoy this LCS? No, go go enjoy it. More great playoff baseball to be had. Excited to uh to see who excited to see who wins these very fun series. <laughs> great. <laughs> um and I will say we won't have another nabs until the LCS ends. So if it's still going on this time next week, then you know, we're going to push that podcast back a day or something like that. If it's all done by Monday, when that's when we're going to do it. Uh, but yeah, that's the next time that you heal nabs. Enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here. But my name is Nick Pollock. And I'm Alex Fast. And we'll talk to you guys when the CS is over. <laughs>